0: If you struggle with bloating or IBS, this is the episode for you. I am going in depth around why I think I had IBS so that you can really glean for yourself what are some of the contributing factors for your own bloating so you know what to do to create a much happier and flatter belly. Welcome to the Good Goddess Show, a weekly podcast for women who are fed up of feeling bloated and tired. I'm your host, Kezi Hall, holistic nutritionist and all-around health geek. Let's dive in to the show. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you all the juicy details and a scoop of why I think I had such terrible IBS years ago. What were the main kind of root causes and contributing factors to my own kind of IBS whoa, of chronic diarrhea and bloating and pain and fatigue and all the things that I used to struggle with. So you will, by the end of this episode, have a really clear idea of what could be contributing to your own bloating, to your own discomfort, so that you actually know what you can do about it. And if you are wanting to know more about what you can do, how you can beat the blow, sort out your tummy, all of that sort of stuff, then make sure you join me in my Beat the Blow program. This is a 10-day program that where I'm going to show you how to create more energy and how to create a flatter belly. It's that simple, but it's that powerful. There's going to be so much good stuff, workshops, meal plans, shopping lists, recipes. And I'm going to be going through way more depth, a lot of the stuff that I talk about here on the podcast. And it's just £15 or about kind of 19-ish US dollars. It's such a bargain. There's so much good stuff. I did this once last year and I still get people telling me now how helpful it was and how transformational it was in terms of their own progress. So if you are wanting to beat the bloat, you want to have more energy, you want a flatter tummy, you want to feel good in your body, this is the program for you. I'm going to go through my beat the bloat methodology and some of the key nutritional lifestyle and supplemental things that you can do to have an awesome digestion. And when your digestion is awesome, you feel better. It is that simple it is that clear in research it is that clear in my own anecdotal experience with my clients and it has been that clear in my own life i honestly think one of the best things that you can do is in your life is to create more energy By supporting your gut health. Because the more energy you have. The more you can do awesome shit in the world. Right? You can do more awesome stuff. If you have more energy. Your mood is better. You're more confident in your body. Because you're not constantly being like. Oh if my belly bloats out. Is this dress going to fit? Or am I going to get asked if I'm pregnant again? Anyway. So to do that. Go to KeziaHall.com forward slash bloat. B-L-O-A-T. I don't know why I offered to spell that out to you guys. This dyslexic brain. (laughs) I actually really struggle to spell the word bloat. It's just one of those words that you're just like, what the flip? Where does the O and the A go? So yeah, maybe I just shouldn't offer to spell out URLs to you, should I? But go to kesiohall.com forward slash (laughs) bloat. And maybe figure out the spelling yourself, um, because that's going to be super fun. We kick off on the 18th of June, and I would love to see you in there. I've missed you all being on maternity leave. So it's also be a fun time just to kind of hang out a bit more online. Um, so I've just been getting ready for that. Otherwise, um, my other exciting news is I am uh, trying, hoping that I will get to, to go to Portugal for a couple of days of sun. Now, I'm very tentative about this. I have booked fights. I've got all my COVID tests booked, you know, to, you've got to have kind a of test to go there, test to come back, blah, blah, blah. I've got accommodation. I, I mean, it could all get cancelled last minute because who knows what happens, but that is very exciting. I might have a couple of days in the sun with no children, might I add, just soaking up the sun in Portugal. I'm hoping it happens. Follow me on Instagram. You'll you'll find out if I end up there <laughs> through my Instagram stories. But I'm hoping that'll happen. So I've been getting ready for that. I've been working with some awesome clients. Um, and actually, there's been... I always find when I'm working with clients, there's often like themes. And my clients, at the, across all my clients, even though obviously they're not talking or know of each other because of confidentiality, data and privacy. Um, But yeah, I've been chatting to a lot of clients about body image, and about loving our bodies, and I did a podcast on that recently, so do go and listen to that, because that's been something I've been struggling with, like even getting ready for going away to Portugal and trying to find summery clothes, like my bikinis don't really fit anymore, I'm about two, maybe three dress sizes bigger than I was um, before I got pregnant, like that, it it can just be very triggering, can't it? So I've been talking clients through that, been talking myself through that as well and just uh, really aware of um, making sure I think and say really good things to my body every day and that I fuel my body really well and that I actually just really thank my body and really cultivate that kind of gratitude and just respect like I'm not putting the pressure on myself to like love my body and love everything so much right now I'm doing what I said I'd do in my podcast and just cultivating a bit more respect And a bit more gratitude for all the incredible stuff that it's done. I've also stopped breastfeeding my uh, girls. I wasn't actually breastfeeding. I was expressing because they never latched. So I was just pumping all the time and giving them bottles. And that's been a big emotional decision. I'm sure I'll talk about feeding babies in another podcast. So that's been a big thing. Um, I feel quite proud of myself for deciding it. Uh, But it's just feeding children is very emotional. I'm not going to lie It's just a really emotional topic um, So yeah that That's basically I bought a new swimming costume From, I can't say it, Batoko It's made from recycled bottles And it's covered in sharks So that definitely cheered me up for my wild swimming um, Yeah, that's all my chat guys <laughs> That's it Breastfeeding, swimming costumes Although the Portugal thing is exciting Is it not? Mm-hmm <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully my skin is going to get some vitamin D. I'm literally only going for like three days, but <laughs> I spent all of last summer locked in a dark room because I was so sick and couldn't get out of bed because uh, of pregnancy. So I feel like I feel like I deserve some sunshine. But anyway, we're not talking about sunshine today. We're talking about IBS. So let's talk about how you can have a better tummy and a flatter belly and I'll stop singing now. So we're talking about irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, and I'm going to be sharing with you why I think my gut was in such a mess um, and why I really struggled um, and the key things, both the direct and the indirect things that were actually contributing to my set of symptoms. Now, I'm going to be sharing with you what I think the reasons I think I had it because some of this when it comes to IBS you know it's an irritable bowel syndrome and with syndromes if you were to go to your GP and your GP gives you this diagnosis your primary care and provider doctor then they're not necessarily going to be able to say why you have IBS hence it being a syndrome it's a collection of symptoms that upon diagnosis they the, the doctors have checked out other things so they've ruled out colitis and other irritable bowel diseases which are very different IBD it's are very different to IBS so they've ruled those out they've ruled cancers out they've ruled out various things Uh, but the patient you is obviously still left with symptoms they don't really know why but they know there's not a full-blown disease going on like say colitis or diverticulitis So hence, irritable bowel syndrome. And in the research, we have a bit of an idea of what is contributing to this IBS, but in general, it's not super conclusive. So I'm going to share with you what... um, I think was going on with me based on research, based on my own experience and lab tests that I've run on myself Um, and also share with you along the way snippets that I found from working with hundreds of clients around this issue as well. Um, So irritable bowel syndrome is basically a collection of symptoms that most often include things like constipation, loose stools, diarrhoea. Bloating, maybe um, kind of spasms and cramps in the stomach, um, maybe sometimes a bit of nausea. Uh, but those, there's a couple of other symptoms that can be linked with it, but those are the general core symptoms. It's really worth um, mentioning and just reiterating if you suddenly develop bloating or you suddenly start being constipated or suddenly start having diarrhea, don't just self diagnose your own IBS. Go to your doctor. Get all the relevant tests on because, again, it's really important to exclude certain diagnoses. So don't just be like, oh, I'm suddenly bloated, therefore it must just be IBS. No, just go to your doctor, chat it through, exclude some of the more um, disease disease labels and diseases that would uh, could be linked to those symptoms. Um, so that's just worth saying. I know sometimes we, a lot of people that listen to this show and a lot of people that I work with can be really resistant about going to doctors maybe from bad experiences so if you're not comfortable with your current doctor then maybe think about changing and do find a doctor that you feel comfortable that you feel like listens and do make sure you run this things through it doesn't necessarily mean you have to take the medication they prescribe you know it's your body your choice and um, always make sure you have informed consent on anything that you agree to meaning you're not just consenting to it but you also know um, all the potential benefits and side effects, and maybe negative effects of any medication, treatment, or kind of protocol. That's a really important part of anything that you do, it, whether quote-unquote holistic or conventional kind of medicine. So just, just putting it out there, guys. So IBS, this set of symptoms, and for me, primarily, my experience of it was a lot of kind of stomach pain and crampings. And I never really struggled with constipation. It was mainly kind of diarrhoea and loose stools that actually led to some incontinence. So um, as an adult, so it was really probably between the ages of like, I don't know, 17 and 20, that that was really bad to the point where I'd like um, obviously be very anxious about going to new places and would carry spare pants in my bag. And anywhere we went, I would just know where all the toilets were. Um, It, it got... Quite bad, and as you can imagine, it really affects your confidence and your mental well-being because suddenly your life kind of just gets a bit controlled by like the fear of going to the toilet and of of like pooping yourself essentially, which is kind of gross <laughs> as a twenty year old for that to happen. It didn't happen all the time. This wasn't like a daily occurrence, but it definitely happened enough time that I probably have some like you know kind of small t trauma to work through uh, um, but I and there was a lot of pain obviously a lot of bloating as well so you've probably all heard before that uh, you know people used to ask me quite often if I was pregnant at this always at the supermarket I don't know why at the supermarket but anyway and I and I would and, and having now been pregnant twice I now actually you know at that five six months mark that of being actually pregnant was actually how I looked when I was really struggling with that bloating. So I was bloated every day. And then it would often, sometimes I'd have these like flare ups that were really bad and so uncomfortable and so painful, actually. Like I often remember being like, yeah, we're all going to go out. You know, I was 20. Let's we get ready to go out. And then just feeling, you know, five, six o'clock, seven o'clock, be like, no, I'm in too much pain. I just need to go sit in the bath. And so, you know, everyone would be going off out dancing and I would sit in the bath or sit with a hot water bottle um, and just be like, wow, is this going to be the rest of my life? And obviously I chatted to the doctors and tried um, some of the medications they gave me, which for me personally, never found that effective. Um, I would take, you know, your Imodium and kind of stuff, uh, anti-diarrhea medications, which kind of, I think probably helped psychologically, but I was young and just thinking and feeling a bit trapped, to be honest, in terms of where I was comfortable to go. I used to, I got into running, which was really helpful to deal with stress, but then I have would ha- like be so anxious about going running and need to plan where the toilets were or at least where like a forest was. <laughs> anyway, so that's my own little <laughs> sad. IBS story and it's kind of really the, uh, the genesis of everything that I do now and how I ended up training as a holistic nutritionist was I just I've always been somebody that's been very ambitious and had a big vision for my life but I was like if I'm scared to like leave the house to go to the shops or go to a new place because of you know I don't know where the toilets are if they'll be open like traveling the world and starting a business and going traveling through India and you know all these places I wanted to go and things I wanted to do I just thought currently my life revolves around men- managing my toilet habits and managing the stress around my toilet habits like there isn't actually much scope to fit anything else in and when I spoke to the doctors they were just like this is just something I need to live with and should maybe try and not stress about it and that just wasn't a good enough response for me this was my life yes i was so grateful that i it wasn't anything serious you know i had a sigmoidoscopy which is a bit like a colonoscopy, but they don't go as far up your bowel, essentially. Um, and then, the, you know, I had, because they did think for a long time I maybe had, did have Crohn's because there was bleeding going on in my stool and lots of different things. But I had all the thorough checks done. And thankfully, it never came back as a serious disease like colitis or Crohn's or diverticulitis or these kinds of things. But equally, I didn't get any answers, but I was just really struggling. So that's kind of how I ended up. Not kind of. It is how I ended up in this place where I just thought, okay, I do believe that my body wants me to be well. Like, I, I just that is a belief I have in my core that, okay, my body does want to heal. Like, you know, you can graze your your hand and you'll see it heal over time. It's just right in front of us. I'm like, my body just want it does want me to heal. It is able to regenerate. So, I'm I just got to figure out a way to help my body heal in terms of my digestive system and essentially that's what I did <laughs> so that's my little kind of short story of how or summary of where I was at in my own journey and, and people I've worked with clients I've worked with all different places I've worked with loads of people where actually constipation is the primary issue I've got a client just now where actually um you know, constipation is the big problem. And obviously if you're constipated regularly, then of course you're going to be bloated as well. So you really um, working hard with clients to get them to have daily bowel movements can make the world of difference. I've had a lot of clients with SIBO, small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which we'll talk about Um, clients uh, where IBS also comes up with their hypothyroidism and acne or PCOS. You know, it's not just one thing. There's maybe lots of syndromes or lots of different things going on at the same time. That's really common because IBS um, is essentially a gut imbalance going on or gut dysbiosis and that often follows most other imbalances and diseases in the body, generally speaking, not everything, but your gut is a real foundation for basically everything in your body, whatever your, if you want to lose weight, support gut health, if you want to start your acne, support gut health, if you want to help with your sleep, you support your gut health, if you're wanting to um, deal with your endometriosis, gut health, like it's always something I work with, with my clients, with every single one of them, no matter what they're doing but obviously every single client to the to the will depend on how much we work on gut health some clients we just do a little bit of work cuz it's okay and other clients we need to do really in-depth gut protocols where we essentially are just transforming the ecosystem of Uh, their digestive system we're transforming that microbiome and or or, or planting the right seeds so that they can really create the right kind of microbiome for their life so that they can feel better have energy lose weight sleep well and kind of be a bit glowy you know actually glow as opposed to like (laughs) hobbling through their days like i'm just surviving i don't i don't want to survive my life you know i really want to feel good and nearly everyone i've worked with client wise is their body is in that survival mode and what we're essentially trying to do is get them to really thrive and f- flourish so they can feel so good all the time so i'm really passionate about this guys as you should maybe be able to tell but right let's get to let's get to the meat or the plant based protein of Of the show, talking about plant-based protein, I actually made some tofu nuggets last night, and it was the first time in my life I've actually made tofu, and I mildly enjoyed it. Just and I and I had the leftovers in my salad, so you know, shout out to, to tofu. I basically made them like chicken nuggets, but obviously with tofu, and it was all right. Anyway, side note: this isn't a show about tofu. Um. Okay. So why do I think I had IBS? Why do I think I had chronic diarrhea and pain and struggling and bloating and look pregnant and all of those kinds of things? So I've got split this into two categories. I've got direct uh, influence or direct impact and indirect. So things that I think were directly leading to symptoms of IBS and then things that maybe weren't directly, um, that were more an indirect contribution to the IBS. I hope that makes sense. Okay. So what are some of the big things that I think were the reasons my why my root causes for IBS and just another note on that is if you've had IBS for many years chances are there's not just one magic bullet or one root cause behind it I was tracking chatting to this um, to a client yesterday and often when you've had health issues for a while and especially these kind of syndromes these like chronic syndrome-y it's not life-threatening, thankfully, but it just kind of goes on and on and kind of destroys your quality of life. Um, There's often several root causes to it. There's not one magic bullet. So I would say all of these are kind of all, were all my root causes. Um, and it's really important that you figure out what those things are um, in order to see results. And the problem that most people and most of the potential clients I chat to, I was chatting to someone yesterday, is that people often don't are still looking for that one root cause. It must just be food intolerances. It's just dairy. And then when they don't see the results they want from just removing dairy, for example, then they think, oh, well, nothing's going to work. Whereas actually, from my years of working with clients, with with health issues that people have had for a long time, I tend to find that there's at least four or five root causes. So these are what I think were my root causes of my IBS, my chronic diarrhea, bloating, pain. There was also loads of other health issues I had as well, like chronic fatigue, joint issues, um, just hormonal, uh, just all the things. But I'm focusing on IBS symptoms today. Okay, so one uh, one of my root causes, I think, was food intolerances. So um, for me, even from a child, as a very young child, my mum always said I'd never dealt well with dairy. Um, so as a small child, we would get eczema and kind of flare up if we all had too much dairy. So food and chances, I think dairy was an issue for me. I was eating quite a lot of dairy, especially because I was dieting from quite a young age and a lot of extra low fat yogurt and extra low fat cheese. You know, that very, 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 very low fat yogurt that's basically just like water. I was eating a lot of that. Um, a lot of kind of uh, low-fat cheese, but, but essentially a lot I had a lot of yogurt and milk. I used to love milk, so I would drink, you know, low-fat milk. Um, so dairy, also gluten uh, really irritated my stomach. So figuring out those food intolerances uh, was really important. And for me, it was mainly gluten and dairy. Now, with all the clients I've worked with, everybody is really different with this. Generally, I start with gluten and dairy when it comes to IBS because that does... I would probably say 80% of the people I work with around this issue, one of those foods is contributing to some of their symptoms. But for other clients, high FODMAP foods can be really problematic. So that would be things like onion, garlic, leek, spring onion, those kinds of things. Other clients, it can be high histamine foods can really ir- tri- irritate their symptoms. Some clients, it might even be high oxalates or cisicillates. Cis- I can never say that properly. For other clients, um, it can be things like eggs or nuts or fibers like I've had a lot of clients with very poor gut health where things like chia seeds and linseeds that small kind of fibrous stuff can be problematic and other things can be problematic is as I say excess fiber or raw vegetables and raw fruit like salads can sometimes be a disaster for people with bad IBS and they're trying to eat salad because it's so healthy or have a green smoothie because it's so healthy and eat more kale and that actually can really irritate their symptoms more but I found for me Gluten and dairy were the main things. And when my gut was really bad, raw vegetables, actually, I avoided them for a long time. So for a long time, I ate a lot of like stews, soups, even steamed vegetables. And I avoided a lot of salads and smoothies for a long time. So that's one thing that I think was having a direct impact. Meaning, you know, if I ate dairy, then I would notice that I would have diarrhea very soon after having it, you know, that kind of direct influence. Same with gluten. Now, that's not an issue. I don't, I can have dairy now and I just feel a bit like mucousy and congested very slightly. So I just, like with milk, I just don't bother. And same with yogurt, don't really bother. I do really well with goat milk and goat yogurt. So if I'm going to have it, I'll have that. Um, Gluten, again, I can eat that now and I have no digestive issues whatsoever. I just get a bit tired and my mood gets a bit low. So I just don't bother because I don't want to be sad and depressed no tired and depressed I mean who does there's no bread in the world that is worth it enough for me to just be more tired and more sad all the time so food intolerances the next thing that was a direct factor was my stress and the stress going on in my life my body's ability to handle stress um uh, some trauma that had happened in my life that I wasn't aware of a huge impact and we know that from research around IBS and I know some of you that have IBS can sometimes get a bit irritated when this gets mentioned because a lot of the time I found this with clients is they feel like they're being fobbed off maybe by certain health professionals when it comes to IBS because they're just like oh it's just because you're stressed stop being stressed and then it becomes a bit vicious circle because you're like well I'm pooping my pants here or I've been constipated for a week so of course I'm stressed about that and you're just telling me to not stress, it can feel a bit dismissed and like you're not being heard, but it is really clear. And it does make total sense that if you're chronically stressed, your digestion becomes much poorer. So you're not thoroughly digesting foods. You're not thoroughly digesting your protein. And then you have these partially digested proteins going into your intestine, your small intestines. They can ferment. They can create bacterial overgrowth and bloating and infection and all of these things. If you're stressed all the time, your stomach acid is lower. So you can, you're more susceptible to, Bacterial infections or parasitic infections, because that stomach like that stomach acid is like a first line of defense for killing those things. If you're chronically stressed all the time, you're um you can get very low in certain minerals that help that m- m- muscle movement within your digestion of things like magnesium. You know, if you're chronically stressed all the time, it can really impact your bowel movements because your bowel will, will uh, be impacted by you know if you're in fight and flight mode, which is stress. Then your body might just be like, quick, 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 get rid of all the, the, the partially digested food and you'll have diarrhea. <clears throat> Excuse me. Or it might be like, no, keep it all in, keep it all in and you'd be constipated. So stress is a huge factor. Trauma as well. If you've had, I mean, I find, a. I mean, I'm not a therapist when I'm working with clients, but I find with a lot of my clients, when I'm just going through their health history, I'm just taking a note of everything in their life from you know, when they're in the mother's womb to now and making a note of everything that's happened and their health history and all of that stuff, that there's often some really stressful and really traumatic things that have gone on. And that's definitely been the case for me. And why, you know, in a family, one person, this is how it works in my family, had had terrible digestion and then other people who again have very similar genetic makeup very similar home environment growing up very similar diet growing up maybe didn't struggle so much with these health issues and you could argue or my theory would be that that kind of trauma that my body's experienced really affects my biology it really affects me on a cellular level especially at the time this is like 15 years ago I had no idea what to do about it how to handle it my emotional intelligence for want of a better phrase or I just wasn't very good I didn't know how to feel my feelings I just kind of shoved them all away and just didn't talk about anything ever to anyone I also was diagnosed depressed at the time so that you know that we know that my my mood wasn't great and So anyway that is a huge factor. If you have IBS and you struggle with bloating or those kinds of things then really taking stock of your stress levels and management is really important. Now it's not to dismiss, it's not the only reason and you will talk about that in a minute but it is a contributing factor and for some people it can be a really key root cause. Like I know people whose IBS has disappeared just when they started meditating, when they got rid of stresses in their life, maybe. And a toxic relationship they were in that that you know they got out of that, and then all of a sudden the IBS flares uh, disappears, or they stopped studying whilst working full time. All of a sudden their stomach problems get way better. So it is a really big factor. It's not to discount how you feel, but it is really worth going through. Okay, the next thing can be gut infections and small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. Overgrowth. So this can be a whole host of different things. It's basically where you might have a bacteria that is pathogenic maybe like a a bacteria that shouldn't really be in your gut microbiome and is there growing or it can be a bacteria that's meant to be part of a healthy microbiome but it's overgrown it's like too there's too much of it there and that can cause a lot of inflammation as well so again I've talked a lot about SIBO I've talked a lot about dysbiosis in the gut but that's really a big fact I see it nearly all the time with people with IBS, not 100% of the time, probably about 80% of the time with the clients I work with, because sometimes there's not a bacterial overgrowth with clients when we actually test and do the in-depth stool testing that I recommend. Sometimes it's a lack of diversity. They maybe don't have bacterial overgrowth, but they actually don't have enough of the good bacteria. And that also has a big impact as well and can um is definitely through research linked to um, IBS is that lack of diversity and a lack of certain species and certain strains in the gut can also actually be problematic. So you might have too much of a bacteria, you might have too little. Also, you might have something like a parasite. That's the, the next thing that can be, um, you know, maybe you've traveled on holiday, you had a really bad bout of food poisoning, maybe at some point, And ever since then, your gut's never been the same. That would be um, really indicative perhaps of a, um, parasitic Uh, kind of infection going on and that would also um, a lot of the time that can come more cyclically like you might be fine 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 and then you'd have a big flare-up and like every three or four weeks or something you suddenly have terrible IBS and then you're fine and then not and then that kind of thing and parasites are actually more common than you would think and again that's why i test them with clients i do a test called the gi 360 uh, which is a great in-depth test that looks at tons of different geeky stuff it's really in-depth it's really brilliant so parasites can also be a main thing another final thing that for me personally was a direct that led to direct symptoms was coffee Especially, so especially things with like diarrhea. If you're more on the looser side of things when it comes to your stools, for me personally, if I just drank coffee, I would just have terrible IBS all day. So, I think it's the caffeine, it's the acidity, it's all of these kinds of things. So, um, yeah, that is another one. Again, that's not everybody. Um, not everyone's. Some people can get away with caffeine, but in general, if you have terrible IBS and you drink a lot of coffee. I would really recommend cutting it out for a week and just seeing how you feel and I would probably put a decent amount of money on the fact that you you might feel slightly better. And I know that's not fun to hear because I also love coffee. But to give you to encourage you, I can drink coffee now fine now that my gut is better. So it's not like you have to give up coffee for the rest of your life, thankfully. I'm interrupting my own podcast to let you know that I work with people on a one-to-one private basis about all the stuff that I talk about on the podcast. So if you are struggling and you've been struggling with your symptoms for years, you've been bloated and tired for a long time, if your hormones have been awful and your periods unpleasant and your skin horrible and all of these different things that you've been struggling with and you've tried the going gluten-free, the testing, the supplements, the personal training, the meditation, the all the things, and are still not making the progress you want to make, then chances are it's, you need someone to help you. I'm a holistic nutritionist. I help women who are fed up of feeling crap, and I use the years of training and experience to apply the science as well as the support and accountability to give you the u- results you want in a couple of months. And guys, it's, this isn't just chat. My clients see phenomenal shifts in their bellies and their hormones and their brains and their energy and their sleep. It's so amazing how much your body wants you to be well, but often we just don't know what that is. And that is what my job is. I help you to navigate all the different aspects, the food, the supplements, the nutrition, the lab tests, the lifestyle changes so that you can feel the way that you want to feel every day. You don't have to wake up feeling tired and groggy. You don't have to hate getting dressed. You don't have to feel overwhelmed about what to eat. You don't have to have horrible periods and be in a lot of pain. You can actually see things shift. That's what the science says. And that's what my experience with clients has shown me. So I would love to help you. If you want to know more, head to and click the work with me button and book in your call to talk with me and we can get started on your own unique and personalized program soon okay otherwise let's get back to the show so let's now look at some of the more indirect factors so we went through stress food intolerances gut infections SIBO parasites caffeine things that I now know through experience and through research and various things that were kind of directly related to my symptoms of IBS but now let's look at some of the more indirect things things that were going on in my life that maybe didn't like didn't lead to I'm immediately bloated because of this but would definitely weren't helping so for example first one is um, sugar uh, I you know growing up just loved sugar I mean, who who doesn't? And honestly, kids these days get bombarded by tons of sugar and tons of carbs. It's honestly deeply frustrates me. Now that I have three kids, it can feel really hard to make sure that your kid is getting enough fat and protein and not eating just sugar all the time. Like, anyway. But I grew up, a lot of sugar, had a really sweet tooth, um... And that kind of carried on into obviously adulthood and this sugar eating too high kind of a carb diet, too high sugar and refined sugar diet is really problematic for IBS on lots for lots of reasons. Um, It's. So if, you, if we go back to that bacteria that's in the gut, potentially, the potential bacteria in your gut and that overgrowth, sugar feeds some of these more pathogenic overgrowths in the body. It can it feed some parasites. It can really add fuel to the fire of this gut imbalance, of this gut dysbiosis. And sugar can just fuel that. It also, sugar will make your blood sugars more imbalanced, which can make your mood lower and your stress higher. And therefore, that doesn't help with your digestion either. So sugar is a really important one to deal with when you are looking at um, wanting, you know, overcoming and ditching your IBS. Another indirect thing that I had going on, and I see a lot with my clients whenever I test for this, is heavy metals. So when I test for this, and there's lots of ways that you can test for heavy metals, the cheapest and simplest is a hair uh, a hair analysis that's quite cheap and quite simple it's not a hundred percent accurate um there is more accurate testing available it's much more expensive and often a bit more faff so i tend to do hair mineral uh, analysis with clients i'm aware of its failings in terms of sensitivity and specificity but specificity anyway that other word but in terms of accessibility and being cost effective, really, really helpful. So for me, I had really elevated arsenic levels. Um, so there was just that kind of another layer of stress going on in my body. That ha- elevated arsenic was really affecting my thyroid function, and um, which obviously uh, then was affecting my gut in kind of these more indirect ways. Because everything, you know, in the body works together. You're one system, one Being one body, one set of lots of systems, all interrelated, essentially. So that was definitely having my environment, essentially. And these more toxins, these environmental toxins, was having an impact. Also, for a long time, I lived in moldy places. (laughs) Like, I I actually lived in a room once that did just have mold growing on the walls. And I would constantly be scrubbing it back. And mold, super toxic. Like, it's terrible for your mitochondria, so your energy production, hence... The chronic fatigue and the sore joints and the whole things. But it just, I mean, it deserves a whole series in itself. But mold is terrible for you and on lots of levels. And it's therefore very indirectly, you can see why the body would be more stressed out and you'd have more IBS type symptoms. So those are some of the indirect things that I know impacting me in terms of my IBS but also when it comes to clients there can be lots of other things going on other environmental toxins um allergies all of these kinds of things um having dust too much dust or animal stuff all of like all, all of this stuff can be indirectly related um, also, when it comes to more direct influences that I've seen in clients, um, there's a whole host of stuff. Sometimes medications. I've got a client right now that's on various um, different medications. Um, and actually, this, there's this three different medications um, specifically. But the side effects of each of those medications are all IBS type symptoms. So sometimes the medication you're on um, can really uh, almost contribute and create that IBS just as the side effect of the medication so that can be a big issue that wasn't uh, the case for me because I wasn't on any medications at the time but that can be the case for a lot of clients that I've worked with and obviously you, you know that's not to say just to stop your medications no that's not necessarily the wisest of moves, but it's really helpful to have that awareness, to have that discussion with a pharmacist and your doctor and review your medications. And then there is lots of stuff you can do to counterbalance it. So the client I have at the moment um, needs these medications for other aspects of her life and for quality of life and various things. So actually what we're doing is just putting things in that work safely and well with the medications that she's on, but also help Um, Kind of buffer the more negative side effects in terms of her gut health of these medications while she can still benefit from the medications on. In other aspects, okay. So medications can be a big one. Another thing I see all the time, and actually probably was a contributing factor for me, was um, the contraceptive pill or any other form of hormonal contraception. I was probably only on the pill like for a total of like nine months in total because I never really got on with it. But research shows really clearly that the contraceptive pill and other forms of hormonal contraceptives disrupt the gut microbiome. It's very. It's just what the research now shows. So. Um, you are way more likely to end up with IBS if you have been on a hormonal contraceptive. That's just the way it is. Um, And so that is a a big factor with it. And also, obviously, on this, this is me forgetting my own life, antibiotics. Regular use of antibiotics also has a huge impact and can make you more likely to develop things like IBS. And as a child, I was on tons of antibiotics now as an adult I don't think I've had any antibiotics for about 12 or 15 years and again this isn't to say all antibiotics are terrible you should never take them I will take antibiotics when my life depends on it 100% my children will have antibiotics when their lives depend on it but I'm not just going to take antibiotics just as a punt like oh maybe it'll help no and my children have never had antibiotics either and again they will if if things get super serious 100 i'm gonna be like give me the drugs but i am super super cautious about taking them because of them i mean it's just really clear in the research we know how disrupting antibiotics are of your gut and it can be a huge contributing factor to a whole host of digestive upset uh, afterwards so those can be other con- kind of direct influences and contributing factors that I see in my clients all the time and also played a role in my own life but I forgot to mention them before so I hope that is helpful when it comes to IBS and and when it comes to anything in your body there will there's always a reason Whatever your symptom is, your body is infinitely wise and there's always a reason for the symptoms that you have. It just takes a bit of digging and sometimes a different paradigm, a different look. And that's why I trained in that more functional medicine approach Because when you are falling through the cracks in the conventional medicine uh, system and you're struggling and you don't know why and it's just been told it's a mystery, we don't know why, you'll just have this forever, there actually is always a reason. It just takes a bit of digging and that's what I do with my clients and that's what we spend our time doing when we work together over the three months. So just know there is a reason for why your body is behaving the way it is and it'll probably be because your body is trying to protect you, it's just kind of doing it in a wonky way for want of a better phrase. And if you have IBS or if you're struggling with bloating, as I said at the start, do make sure you join me in the Beat the Bloat program. It's 10 days. It's super affordable. I'm going to go into this stuff in way more depth. There's going to be training, Q&A, a a chance uh, to have some one-on-one time with me even. Really transformational program. It's so good. I'm only going to be doing it probably once this year. It's only 15 pounds or that works out as what, like about 18, $19. It's going to be awesome. We kick off on the 18th of June. So make sure you get your seat. meal plans, shopping lists, recipes, coaching, Q and A. And most importantly, after 10 days, it's where it's how you are going to be able to double your energy and beat the bloat. And you know, who doesn't want more energy and a flat belly? I, I mean, I sure do. I'm going to be doing the program myself. So come and join us in that. Otherwise, thank you for listening and have an amazing day. Eat foods that really love your body, love you. Take some deep breaths, smile, and I'll see you next week. Bye.